And now the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 7th of November, joined by none other than Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? Liam here. And Mr. Roe Hancock. Yeah, how are we, guys? No, more to the question, how are you guys? Oh, very well. Uh, the very Daily well. Dribble team here, all three of us, about an hour ago, we've just completed a little 5K uh, fun run together. How, 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 are you, how are you feeling? Uh, a hell of a lot better than I was about... 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no I was, doubt. Um, I was cooked, but um, no, feeling feeling good, feeling refreshed and Ro, ready ready for a baguette. Ray looked like he was about to fall over and die when I saw him pass that finish. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. far off it. You had no. seen pe- better days, hadn't you? Yeah. But, and yourself, Lee, you I'm, well? I'm still puffed out. It takes me a while to get back on my feet after those park runs, but they are uh, quite rewarding. Indeed they are, indeed they are. I look forward to seeing you guys again same time, same place, next Saturday morning. Uh, no promises, but yeah, let's see how we go. <laughs> Nevertheless, a huge episode in store today, guys. We're going to have one of our infamous mailbag episodes. I love these episodes. Likewise, I do too. We had, so uh, for any new listeners, we have our audience send in a whole host of questions. They can be basketball, non-basketball related, and we are going to answer them uh, accordingly. Accordingly. We are well indeed. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, no, that should be fun. Uh, before we get into that, we'll recap a couple of odds and ends from around the league. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anything else before we crack on, fellas? I no, think that's about it. Let's get into go. it. Yeah, I reckon just straight into it. Yeah. So, let's kick start with the idea. Reports have come out that Chris Paul would ideally like to end up in LA or New York. Mm. How do we feel about that? Uh, if he wants a ring... He's going. He's going to the Lakers, isn't he? But yes. um, he, I think, regardless, he just wants to go to one of these big market franchises. Um, I think it'd be more likely that he'd go to the Lakers. Yeah. I, I don't. I just don't think it makes a hell of a lot lot of sense for him to go to New York at this point of his career, and for New York to take on such a enormous contract. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I hope he goes to the Lakers to get that ring that he's after well we've got a question that relates to this a little later in the show so i'm looking forward to hearing your answers on that but um either way i think it'd be a huge pickup for either market i agree i agree with the row but gotta hope it goes to new york i just want some saving grace there they need something because it just sucks they don't have that they've got such a big market team yeah they've got seven power forwards and (laughs) not one legitimate point guard they're in a bit of trouble that is the truth if ever i've heard it yeah um a bit of exciting news this uh, i think it was released the other day that um the nba pa have approved a uh, december 22nd start um for the next nba season 72 games isn't it 72 games so i think much sooner than a lot of people would have anticipated we've only really finished up um, and we're not too far away from, from getting back into the swing of things. Um, there could be some implications for a, for a few teams, particularly those who featured late in the playoff playoff um, playoffs this year. So 
it's going to be interesting. I wonder what the, I was just thinking, I wonder what the reasoning behind this is. A uh, big part of it, I believe, is the monetary side of it, getting those games in yeah. um, in and around the Christmas period. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I think, the big aspect of it. As well, if they were to start in January, I think they were looking at a 60-game season. Ah, Jesus so Christ. that's a lot of money lost in TV rights and to the owners. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, think, when we're not missing out on Christmas Day games, that's for sure. Well, absolutely. That's, that's a big one. That is a big one. So looking forward to that. And good for us as well, for yeah. blokes you know, who love, who NBA, rely love on talking it. about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so not too long to go for that. Here I've got um, the Heat uh, willing to include Hero in a trade for Giannis. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> you're not a big fan of this, are you? Nick? I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I think. Uh, yeah, as I've said in the show, I think Giannis is a little bit overrated. Yeah. And I'm really high on Hero at the minute. He really came out and you know played out of his skin during the playoffs. Yeah. And the thing with that is, it depends what else is going to be going in that package. Yeah. So I kind of shudder to think the amount. You know, not only Hero, but you're going to have to give quite a few assets and pieces away hmm. to pry Giannis away from Milwaukee. So hmm. uh, don't know about that, but it should be interesting nevertheless. Yep. Uh, I have a little bit of news here that might interest you, right? Yeah. Celtics man. I'm um, Kevin O'Connor. Believes the Celtics are hoping to move up in the draft. Okay. They have picks 14, 26, and 30 in this year's draft. So, not I great. Guess, uh, well, it's not great, but having three first yeah. round picks gives you enough leverage to be able to trade up, you mm. would think. And mm. I reckon Wiseman, for them getting a big center, would probably be the, the perfect fit. Oh, it'd be ideal, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I didn't hear that. Must have missed that news, but um, it, it certainly makes sense. We're looking for a a win-now type of player, and yeah. um, these later draft picks aren't going to do the trick, you wouldn't have thought. Um, but, yeah, interesting to see how that goes. Wiseman would be a huge acquisition, though. He would be perfect in that roster, I reckon. It would be. Um, it would be. Really, he wouldn't... Like, you need him to be the starting centre, but you don't need him to be the 20, 25-point uh, per-game centre. Yeah. Like, there's so much ball handling and scoring ability already on this team, so I think it would be really good for him... Probably the ideal location how prom- our team too. How promising would the Celtics' future be with the addition of James Wiseman? They've already got um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as their young stars. Even Marcus Smart, he's he's not that old either. And then adding Wiseman into the mix, it sort of sets you up for the next you know ten years for the now and the future, yeah, doesn't it? it? Does very exciting. Um, in regards to next season, LeBron says he's going to be cherry picking the first half of the season. Now, is this going to be happening or is this something LeBron's just said in the moment after, well, let's be honest, the season's only really just finished up, so he's probably feeling tired and certainly not ready to get back into it after um, such a tumultuous season. Um, He said said in regards to that also that that's what we got AD for, um, to to feel his hull when he's not out there. I'm just... uh, I don't know if... I don't know if he if he meant it or if it was just a um, tongue in cheek type comment. I'm happy for him to do it as a Lakers yeah. fan. I don't mind if he uh, during the regular season takes the foot off the gas a little bit. We saw this year he finished second in MVP voting. Um, yeah. I don't think as much as I'd love to see him go out and get another MVP award. I don't think he needs to. Yeah, and as I said, the fact is they've got AD, he can do the heavy lifting in the regular season. Yep. And likewise, we saw with Rondo. I mean these. The playoffs are just gone. 
when it comes time to win, these players can switch on. Mm. I think likewise it'll happen with LeBron. So well, I wonder if LeBron will even decide to play for the first couple of games. Well, that's the rumour, isn't it? That mm-hmm. I think it was said like there might be quite a few players who take the first month off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is understandable. It's going to be the shortest off-season in history, I think, mm. from the time of the last game to December 22nd, 70 mm. days or so. Mm. So I, I think it's warranted he, he kind of picks and chooses. And at the end of the day, we want these players around at the pointy end of the season. So if they miss a few games here and there to begin with, it's probably not the end of the world. Mm. Indeed. Some news I think we've all been waiting for. Um, the Cavs have uh, made Kev Love available for trade. So hopefully he gets the hell out of there. 100% it is about time. And the fact they haven't done this already kind of, I guess symbolises where they're at. They're just in no man's land. They're yep. not tanking as such and, you know, completely rebuilding, but yep. they're not, you know, competing. So I think this is a good indication of which way they're going, and mm. that is to blow it up, restart, and build from the ground upwards. Yeah, yeah. I think a few of those key um, 26, uh, yeah, 2016 Cavs um, players will be on the way out. I think I saw that Tristan Thompson also mm-hmm. will be looking to get the hell out of Cleveland and, yeah, certainly don't blame him. really don't know why they spent so much money to get Drummond. Mm. Like, it wasn't – they certainly weren't going to compete or win now and it was a lot of money to throw at a guy who's um, probably got somewhat inflated stats. He is a good player, a great yeah. rebounder, but he probably wasn't the piece they needed when you've got Thompson, you've got Love, you've 100%. got – um, these other pieces, he didn't really fit in that system. Yep. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see which direction they go with him. Uh, I have a couple of couple of news pieces a little bit closer to home. Okay. I know we've spoken about as a group our kind of intentions to be um, not only NBA focused but a little more NBL focused. Yep, so a couple sure. of quick points here. Uh, two times NBL champion Majok Majok from the Perth Wildcats has ruptured his Achilles during practice earlier in the week. Mm. He will now undergo surgery and is set to miss the entire 2021 season. Jeez. He was certainly a handy player off the bench, uh, came came off with three and a half rebounds per game and was really a bit of an anchor for that second unit and a yep. contributing factor as to why they won the title. So a, a big blow there. And also, Sydney Kings head coach Will Weaver, who also led them to the finals, is currently in Oklahoma City in quarantine. He's shaping up as a strong contender per ESPN as uh, the potential next coach of the Thunder. So that's an incredible jump from him from the Kings to potentially the uh, Thunder head coach. Mm. Talk about a promotion, gee. Imagine that. So he's in quarantine at the minute over there. So Mm. he's like, they're really, you know, he's a a good chance. They're certainly not, you know, they don't have him on the Zoom call or anything like that. This is (laughs) the real deal. So um, it just shows like we're seeing now players, coaches, um, you do well down here and the kind of pathways are, are limitless. It just shows the credibility of the NBL at this stage. We've seen um, Lamelo Ball, who has just played um, in the NBL this last season. Now he's going to be a top three draft pick. Mm. I, I feel like it's going to be a common trend going forward that some of these players will bypass the G League and come down to the NBL, yep. test their skills against the elite down here, and then back over to the NBA. It's... um. It's really great. exciting times for Australian well, basketball. Yeah. Well, the exposure it got this year largely because of RJ Hampton. Lamelo Ball was just like we. It was breaking records every week, and it mm. really, I guess, for people who weren't that familiar with the league, kind of highlighted a lot of the other the other quality players: Casper Ware, yep. Bryce Cotton, all these other, um, I guess, marquee names in the NBL that I guess weren't household basketball names. Mm. They're becoming more and more prominent as the league grows, which is 
a great sign and a great sign for us as well in Tasmania as we start to uh, march towards getting our own NBL team. Mm. Yep, for sure. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you go because mine's another. Yeah, okay. So some pretty pretty promising news. Um, the NBA is actually aiming to have the arena suites open at twenty five to fifty percent capacity um, when the league resumes um, when the next season starts. Um, Shams reported this, so it's a pretty reliable source. Um, so it's going to be nice to have a few um, people there in person as opposed to just looking at them on the screen as we've had to do for the last few months. Um, big one, isn't it? That's re- big. Returning to somewhat of normality, even though it's only in the arena suites. Yeah, but, what even is that? What's that even mean? Uh, it's more so the, the business the business suites, isn't it? So Yeah, like the, the corporate kind of boxes and yeah. things like that. Uh, but nevertheless, it'll be great to have, you know, real... Real people live in yeah, living colour. I'm, I'm yeah. sick of seeing virtual fans. They I, put, I don't know. I don't it's like it. than I thought it would be, though. I'm not a fan of like it. it. No. I thought the atmosphere during the uh, finals was like when we kind of this was all taking place and the thought of mm. having no fans in an empty arena. Yeah. And the actual overall product and atmosphere and having that virtual board of fans was yeah, yeah. surpassed was, my expectations. It was, it was a pl- good placeholder, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to say the friendship of um, Devin Booker and D'Lo and Cat was already known to the public, and this was a trio that you know the fans were pushing for, and I'm sure uh, at least I was pushing for it. Mm. But it's come out that the Wolves are pushing for it too. They want D Book to um, pair with D'Lo and Cat. Give up the number one pick as part of that, you would imagine. You'd, You'd have, have to. to, yeah, for sure. Imagine the team chemistry. <laughs> These guys who have played their college ball together, and then. Is, um, it a, is it a top eight team in the West? Yeah. So I'd they'd have so. to jump from second last in the West yep. to a top eight spot. We haven't um, really seen Russell yet. Haven't seen Russell that he played one game with Cat. So, yeah, not enough to go off there. I think they could potentially push for it. But, gee, you look at the West and there's a lot of Strong. good teams in that West. So they'd be they'd certainly be contending for a playoff spot. Oh, and there would be forgot. zero defense play, though. They would, uh, they would, they'd <laughs> yeah. have to score 170 points a game and give up 160. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it'd be... I, I actually think there's a fair chance this may happen. Yeah. Um, we know that Devin Booker has said that... Well, he hasn't said, but it's been reported, I guess, that he wants out of Phoenix. Um, so, yeah, potential potential to happen soon, sooner rather than later. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd do it if I was the Suns. So. You wouldn't. I I don't know if I would. Maybe I would, but probably leaning towards the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Mm. Well, watch this space. I I can't wait till we get some actual trade news. It's going to be super exciting to break down and should be. Uh, Make for, I guess, an interesting season next year with some of the potential trades on the cards. Yep. Fellas, let's get into our mailbag section. Now, before we get into it, a big, big thank you for everyone that sent questions in. I really appreciate that. And some of the questions we got in, basketball-related, non-basketball-related. So we're going to have a bit of everything here. Yep. Uh, we will continue to do these mailbag episodes every so often. So, yeah, continue to get those questions in uh, whenever you feel fit to. Literally just send one in and it's going to go on the backlog. So And we'd love we it. Even, we might even just throw it on the weekly episode if might it's a good does. one. Yeah, yeah, for bit sure. Of a, bit of a chat, bit of a debate. Yeah. Bit of a Q&A. Let's get into it though. First okay. question. So shout out Apex Fraser. Yeah, big supporter of the um, podcast. Yeah, love it too. Love it too. And he's given us a good question to kickstart things. Yeah. Will Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid ever go to the finals together? Mm. Uh, who wants to kick it off? Uh, do you, you want me to? Yeah, you want to go, Lee? I think... If they were to, they'd 
because obviously Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are great players, but their talent hasn't been utilised together over at the um, 76ers. But if they were to utilise that talent, and maybe they can under the um, coaching of um, Doc Rivers, I think they could. But in saying that, I don't think they will because I think... I personally think this is probably just not wishful thinking, but I don't think they will um, go much better this coming season as they did uh, this season. Yeah. And I think they're just going to probably blow it up if this next season um, doesn't go well. Yeah. So where I sit on this, the fact is with their current roster, um, I guess, makeup with with not only Simmons and Embiid, but when you've got Harris, Horford, Richardson, um, I guess as those three other key cogs, you're not going to make it. Yeah. If you're going to run Simmons and Embiid together, you need to have players like Duncan Robinson, JJ yeah. Reddy, yes. just absolute snipers on the outside. Yeah. Because those two are going to clog up the paint. You only really want one of them clogging it up. Yeah. But if you've got to run with both of them, you need to have just these deadly um, three-point shooters on the outside. Yeah. So I think if they kind of alter their roster, there is that hope. Mm. And I suppose if Simmons can develop a semi-decent and at least guardable, like players have to guard him on those corner threes, yeah. just yeah. having that other weapon will help. But or I just think a, with their current just, roster and setup, they won't. Just a mid-range. You need some form of shooting reliability. Yeah. Yeah, so they need to make a few changes. Yeah, uh, not in my opinion. I don't think they will make the finals. Um, I'm not very um, confident that they can coexist together going forward and I'm actually expecting over the next few years that they'll probably try to trade either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. Um, as you were saying, Nick, it, it doesn't take one or two players to go to the finals. It takes a whole team effort. And um, We look at even Milwaukee. you got Giannis who's come off an MVP season and they fell short. Um, they didn't even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the other thing is, I think there's just too much elite competition in the East, um, too much up-and-coming competition in yeah. the East. We look at next year, you, they're going to have to contend with the Brooklyn Nets, who um, who will be getting KD and, and Kyrie, hopefully healthy. you got the Boston Celtics, Toronto Raptors, Milwaukee will be there about, so I would have thought. The Heat. The Heat, obviously, Paces. Paces. There's just too many good teams in the East, and I don't think the um, 76ers will be making the finals anytime soon. First time we've said that in a while, isn't it? That the the East is actually starting to look, um, you know, stronger than what it has been. There are still, there's such, I guess, um, there's such strong teams and such weak teams. There's not really those middle ground teams as in the West. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so Philly have a bit of work to do, you would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Next question from Ollie underscore score 21 underscore baller. Uh, Ask. Giannis MVP, yes or no? For now, next year? Yeah, that's where... So, with this one, um, we'll, we'll take it as MVP for next year. So, okay. do you think he can can get the uh, the hat-trick? Three in a row. Oh, jeez. It would be an amazing achievement if he did. Um, yeah, why not? I think he could... I think he could potentially um, have a have a three-peat. But the only thing is that if, they, if these kind of players start to win too many, like we saw it with Steph, they just like to mix it up. LeBron like the, as well. Voter yeah, fatigue, LeBron. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah it is. So um, he he could very well win it based off his stats alone and the, and Milwaukee, I'm assuming, will be up the top half of the standings in the East. If he stays there. Uh, 
if he, if he stays there. That's a, um, a big but, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't based off the fact that they're always looking to mix it up when it comes to the MVP. So they may decide, uh, well, he's had two in a row. That'll, mm. that'll do him for the time being. And what's his narrative going to be? Like, yeah. there's no, as we've spoken about quite heavily, normally the MVP has a narrative to go with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what's his kind of going to be this year? He's kind of yeah. like, his stats are potentially going to get a bit better, but it's not going to um, yeah, be a complete. There's no story. Yeah. So I, I would think it's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah. I don't, I what guess, was it this year? What was his narrative? Did he have much of a narrative? Uh, I guess being the single driving force behind this team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had Middleton as well, all-star, but he he put up historic stats. Yeah. Um, and but really... that's, that's just the stats. And even... His narrative is the stats. <laughs> even voting for a player player who's doing, done really well in a small market team such as Milwaukee. Um, so it's a pretty massive achievement, and I, I think the people who vote for it would actually like um, the fact that, you know, the best player comes out of a small market team. Um, mm. It just shows that you don't have to play for a Lakers or, you know, um, a Boston Celtics to, um, you know, take home that MVP award. Who's your pick for next year then? Early early. Early, just guess. Early MVP, MVP pick. Oh, God, yeah, uh, mine's probably honestly Giannis. To be honest, mine's Luca. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Um, I think he'll have the narrative. He'll have. He'll put up close to a thirty-point triple-double in his mm, third season. Yeah, um, Luca MVP. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Bit of a smoky. Yeah, yeah. Hot odds. How about Dame Lillard? Ooh, okay. Dame yeah. Lillard. They'll have an improved season, I reckon, next year with Nurkic. Hundred percent. And um, Collins there, and we've seen just how dominant he can be. He he brought them back to to um, make the playoffs. So look out for Dame to potentially be. And I want to change mine instead of Giannis. I want to say AD actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. if LeBron does decide to cherry pick, take a few games off, he's going to stuff the stat sheet yeah. for sure. Um, and yeah. I guess his narrative is taking the kind of the torch from LeBron. So. And God, he looked good in the final. Finals and in the in the um, playoffs in general, yeah. AD he's right. gonna Dame, carry AD, that. and Luca. That's a that's a hot hot three. <sighs> yes, I like yes. that. I like it. Uh, next question from Andrew thirty eight. He asks, "These aren't on my. <laughs> this isn't on my notes. Are you hiding these ones from me? <laughs> yeah, I, I kept a few hidden in the back pocket. <laughs> um, he asks, Straight favorite NBA franchise. Mm. Favorite NBA I do have franchise. this one actually. Yeah, right well down done. the bottom. Kick us off then." Mine, uh, my favourite NBA franchise is, uh, you probably wouldn't guess it, but it's the Miami Heat. Um, what? Your favourite or the one that you go for? What? Uh, well, I go for the Wizards, but... Your favourite's the Heat. My favourite's the Heat. Is that bad? Uh, it's different. No, no, go That's ahead not, with yeah. it. Yeah, wrong I'm, with it, wrong I'm with not it. saying it's wrong, I'm just saying I was just clarifying Well, it. to be honest, let me just say this is straight off the dome, but when I first got into the NBA and Roe knows this... My, I probably did go for the Miami Heat because um, I yep. was drawn to them by D-Wade, but they are my favourite franchise. They've only been around for 29 seasons, which is probably the reason they're not up there with the Lakers and the Celtics. Um, but, yeah, it's the Miami Heat. They started off pretty rough uh, mm. down in Miami, but people like Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway were able to change that. D-Wade. And, uh, yeah, the main spark for me being D-Wade, who managed to team up with players like Shaq and then obviously um, create the big three with LeBron and Bosch. Mm. And um, it's only evident that they're making their climb again up the ranks, um, making it to the finals this year. So in an yeah. Eastern Conference final, 
between mm. the wizards and hate, you're going for the wizards. Yeah, the you wizards. Okay. But yeah. it's it's like, and it will sound weird to our American fans because I probably don't have that pride. Yeah, you know, but I was, about to, I was about to say it's actually quite difficult to commit to one team when you're so yeah. far away from all the action and you you're not as um, you're not as invested as you don't um, have perhaps, a state pride. Yeah, you, perhaps, I felt like a. a LA native when Did the Lakers just, won. Yeah. I was up what and if about. they were down the bottom of the um, west? I, I made the last the few years I've rode the rode the lows. Well, okay. your your guys's pick will be easy because the two teams that you go for are the two biggest franchises in the NBA. Well, the thing it's is, a bit harder for me. The bloody Wizards, who haven't even been called the Wizards, they're called the Bullets. Yeah, yes. well, well, I'll go with the traditional answer, <laughs> um, which is um, the team Cleveland I go, <laughs> the team I go for is the Boston Celtics. Um, I've been going for them since I um, first um, started following the league about twelve to thirteen years ago, um, and I've I've followed them even even through such seasons as the 2013-2014 season where we went twenty five and fifty seven. Jesus, how about, they have on how about some of these names? Household names: mm. Chris Babb. Yep. Ring any bells? Was it double P? Bap? Bab. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that really Bab. kind of indicates where um, he's That's uh, a testament. <laughs> Keith Bogans. Yep. Nah, what a Bogan. And Joel Anthony. Okay. Oh, I can't so, even remember any of those that's names. A, no, that's exactly. A strong, uh, it's a strong core there. Yep. And I didn't jump shit. No. Well, that's it. Hey, um, I know for the Lakers, the last few years have been pretty tough. Yep. Um, there's been some... Less than ideal signings and names and kind of use of cap space. Getting Timothy Mozgov was a pretty uh, pretty poor piece of business. Robert Sacro. Yes. So as much as um, it seems like I'm a bandwagon fan with the Lakers, I've, I've ridden the lows, but yeah. uh, just thankfully the highs have finally come and continue to come. So yeah. I guess summing that, that up for you, Andrew, I'm a Lakers fan. Okay, let's move ahead to our next question. This one coming from Annabelle Hancock. Where do you see the basketball world in 10 years? Well, it's just continuing to grow, isn't it, at an international level. It's already a, it's probably one of the most followed sports in, in America. We know this, um, particularly behind, uh, well, you know, the NFL and the NBA, I would say, are the two main, main sports um, in America. Yeah. But on an international level, it's continuing to grow. We've seen it down here in Australia. Um, we've probably... Yeah, we've probably got a hell of a lot more people um, that we can talk to about the, you know, happenings of the NBA on a daily basis. Whereas if you looked at it, you know, five to ten years ago even, um, it certainly wasn't as um, followed and popular as it is now. Yeah. Um, so I can, I'm just sort of expecting that to rise um, as time progresses. Okay, I'm going to put a bit of a swing on this question then. Yep. There you go. Um, in terms of the actual game of basketball mm. do you see anything changing in the next decade so i'll take this one first sure i think they might introduce a four-point line okay. okay i think at the rate we've got curry young lillard shooting these mm. these shots from half court i think they might implement something like that mm. uh in terms of the nba wouldn't be surprised if we see expansion soon enough yeah uh, places like vegas or yeah. bring back Se- seattle yeah um i think there could be Potentially expand to a thirty-two team league. Tampa Gators. And the t- was it the St. Louis <laughs> Eagles? Uh, well worth checking that one out. Las Vegas what. Fortune. The Las that was Vegas a great Fortune. episode. So check that one out. It was what, what was, was that? It? Uh, that was during the hiatus. We each had a crack at creating our own franchises. Yeah, um, yeah. Some were better than others, mm. but um, yeah. So I think expansion could be on the yeah. cards. 
It's and also I'll I'll go. It's also yeah. weird to think that the players like LeBron and CP3 won't be in the league. We'll have a new era of superstar players, yeah. and um, Bronny leading the charge oh at that God, point in a yeah. decade, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think. Do you think they'll scrap conferences? Um, I think it's not too far far away. Um, maybe within the next five years they'll start considering that. I see in the in the short term, within the next five years, that I don't expect that to change. But when I'm looking at basketball in you know ten to twenty years time, I think it will look quite different. Yeah, um, it's always evolving. Um, but they'll still keep traditional aspects of it, obviously, um, because we all fall in love with the same game. Um, so you don't want to change it no. too much, but it's got to evolve in, in some way. And, you know, certainly expecting there to be changes um, over the next 10 years. The question was, where do you see the basketball world? Where I want it to go? I want to see, uh, I guess, the age of rivalries brought back more. Mm. Like so often now, players jump teams so often that mm. you can't really. We don't have the Magic versus Bird rivalries no. we did during yeah. the 80s and things like that. So I'd love to see that kind of brought back, mm. um, just having a bit of pride for your club and really, I guess, playing for that badge yep. instead of the uh, the paycheck. I don't know if that will come back, though. Yeah. I think, I think it's heading the other way. Yeah, it's more money yeah. and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, next question, it's part two from, okay. from Annabelle. She asks, where do you see your life in 10 years, work, family and travel related? You kick us off, Lee. Um down here, my in my notes, they're pretty lack luster. But I've wrote, I've written house, money, partner, kids in the talks. Kids <laughs> in the what? Kids in the talks. So right, gotcha. Kids, but um, work related. Hopefully, something to do with the podcast, or I was thinking branched off um from the podcast. You know, yep, some yeah, media sure. job. You know, yeah. I think want, yeah, for can. me, um, in terms of the job aspect, I'd really like to work a fulfilling job to mm-hmm. not come home at the end of the day and go, geez, that was an absolute struggle. Slog. And um, yeah, ideally, if it was um, something to do with this podcast or sport in, sport in general, it would be um, yeah, a dream. Um, and obviously, I'd love to head back over to America at some point yeah. when it's safe to do so, to watch some of those NBA, NBA games live. Um, Are we getting there before LeBron retires? You've already yeah. said him, bro. But um, no, I think we've I think we've um, probably missed the boat on seeing LeBron in these last few years of his career, unfortunately. But on the upside, <laughs> we look at some of these players who will take the league over next, which is Luca and yeah. Trey Young and um, Jason Tatum. Jason yep. Tatum. So there's so much to look forward to. So it's, we won't be missing out necessarily. Yeah. Uh, from me. Likewise, a bit of a combination of what you've both just said in terms of work. I'm really, you know, it's horrible living for Saturday and Sunday. It because is, Because yeah. it's just depressing because they go by so quickly. Yeah. So, likewise, I want a job where I feel fulfilled and look forward to a Monday. And in a perfect world and something, you know, I'm certainly striving and pushing towards is this podcast and something mm. within the media, sports media industry. Yeah. So, hopefully, that can uh, turn into a reality, reality soon enough. Uh, in terms of family... What are we, 10 years? What am I, 22? Yeah, should have a soon, couple of little ones on the way by then. Soon you'll be my brother-in-law, I reckon, if all things go to plan. If they keep trucking along the way they are, that's <laughs> um, on the cards as well there. Brotherhood here. And in terms of travel, likewise, I would love to hit the States up and yeah. do the, the big road Where trip else? there. I've always um, wanted Europe. to go to Japan. Yeah, I'd yep. love to go to do a big Europe trip. Um, What's no, a big place over there that everyone goes? Santorini. Greece. Yeah. Greece, yep, yeah, yeah. Um, we cannot, what, what's the, Ibiza? 
<laughs> Abiba. <laughs> what um, about um, our our good friend in Zimbabwe or wherever he's from? Yes, uh, Z- Zambia. 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 We've, uh, we've got listeners and followers from everywhere, mate. We'll have to... <laughs> Well, I think we're at 25, 26 countries. Oh, Maybe we should make our, our objective to get to every country that follows us. For sure. We'll do a fan meet-up in Zambia. <laughs> Some free accommodation <laughs> wouldn't go astray. Indeed. We're looking forward to that. Next question, fellas. We've still got a lot to get through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Ronald Riggs. Who's question? Ron. Ronald. Ron? Yeah. Ronald was my old coach, was he? He, he was. Yeah. Jeez. How do you go and run? <laughs> He's good, no doubt, if he can oh, respond geez. by the podcast. I didn't know Ron was listening. No, absolutely. His question is, with a potential 72 NBA game season on the cards, does that put any team with a slight advantage because of less games, or will it not matter at all? It's a Yeah, it's a pretty good question, um, and I guess time will tell. Um, but I think it might a shorter season might benefit the younger, less experienced teams who don't have the endurance as some of the the teams who have been there, done that, and you know are used to the um, you know regular eighty two game seasons. But I think if anything, more so than the um, reduced games, I think the fact that we're going to actually be starting earlier and having a having less of an off season yeah. is probably going to disadvantage some teams. And I'm thinking, I know we mentioned before the Lakers and the, they'll probably have a fair few um, key players out for the first bit of the season. So um, I think it's more so the short, shorter break as opposed to the um, reduction of games, yeah. which will have an impact um, yeah. most likely neg- negatively on those teams who featured late in the season. But yeah, good question. I guess time will tell. Do you reckon um, less games will lead to less load management? Or uh, not really? Yeah, slightly. You'd yeah. expect it would. Players like Kawhi, who yeah. normally and Westbrook missed quite a few as well due to back to backs and things like that. Yeah. You'd expect them to play a bit more. Yeah. So you'd think that would um, put put them uh, at an advantage. I really don't think it will matter too much. Yeah, the 10 games I don't think will have too much of an effect. No. Um, as a, I guess, an NBA purist, you don't like to wreck tradition and, you know, yeah, shortening no. the season. But um, from an overall basketball perspective, I don't see it making too much difference. I do think winning games at the start of the season will carry more weight, though, because, you know, um, Towards the latter end of the season, um, a lot of teams are playing catch up, and a lot of teams are around that mid mark trying to make the eight. So, um, I mm. think that'll make a difference. Bring it on! Yep. Can't wait for sure. Uh, next question from Weekend starts on Wednesday. I like that. Yeah, that's if catchy. only that was true. <laughs> oh God! Um, do the Lakers really need CP three? Do you want to kick us off? I will. Um, <laughs> I think we spoke about this maybe last week or the mm. week before. I personally don't think they do. Yeah. Um, I think they would be sacrificing a lot to get him, mm. and I don't think they need it. No. Uh, when you've got three, I guess, primary and so dominant players in AD, LeBron and Chris Paul, mm. one of them will become a little bit, um, I guess their impact will be reduced. And likewise, you know, LeBron's going to hang up the boots soon enough. I still want mm. something to look forward to in the next decade. For sure. And if we give yeah. away... Everything under the sun, uh, it could hurt down the road. And I, I still think like I'd still pick them as the favourites next season, so yep. I yep. don't think they need to 
get too crazy with it. No, I don't think you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. No. Um, particularly this at this end of his career, he's he's in his twilight and he's on a huge contract, which for me personally is a is an enormous turnoff. Um, what are we like 40, 41, two million like or something? Far too much money. Um, even though he had a, he had a great season with the with the Thunder, but at this point of his career, it's it's too much money to be paying. They'd be recruiting him for his on court leadership and. Um, his IQ is obviously through the roof. So maybe if LeBron sits certain parts of the season and if, especially if Rondo goes, it might make a bit more sense for Chris Paul to fill those roles because the IQ and leadership that those two guys bring is enormous. Huge. But if I'm saying, do they need him? No, they don't need him. No. And who knows? They might, they might end up um, taking on his contract. But as you said, Nick, they're going to have to give up everything to get him. Lee, you agree with that or yeah, do you think they should? He'd obviously be a handy piece for the Lakers, but there's no way I'd be forking out the money to get mm. CP3 over there. Very good. Yeah. Next question, fellas. From Hoops level, who should the Hawks take with the number six pick? I'll kick this one off. Oh, I'm, I'm, inter- I'm interested to see or hear which okay. way we all go. And this. I actually really enjoyed this question for the simple fact that a lot of the publicity has gone towards the first three picks, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, and Wiseman, James Wiseman. Um, but we haven't really looked much further than that. Yeah. Um, so it made me made me do a bit of research. Um, there's a guy um, called oh, – now, I'm going to mispronounce this. I know <laughs> it. Um, he's called Onyeka Onkongwu. Onkongwu. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say Onkongwu, that. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a six-nine big out of USC. Um, so statistically, Atlanta have one of the worst defenses in the entire league in all the key defensive categories. They're you know bottom bottom three to bottom five, which isn't good enough. Um, this guy on the defensive end is an absolute beast. He he prides his game on. His um, defensive play. Um, he came out in an interview the other day um, when someone said to him, "What will the team who drafts you get from you?" And he said, first you you're going to get a defender. I take a lot of pride in playing defense. I love defense. I've been playing elite defense since I was a little kid. I take a lot of pride in defense coming naturally for me. I think Atlanta, coming off the bench, um, you obviously have John Collins, and probably Clint Capella um, for the time being as your key bigs, key starting bigs. Yeah. But once the second unit comes on, to have someone who can hold the fort defensively, such as this guy who looks to be an absolute weapon on the defensive end, would be um, enormous for the Hawks. Um, he's got comparisons to Bam Adebayo, which is Love which to is hear that. yeah, really promising. Um, so yeah, I've and I've watched a few of his highlights recently as well, and I think the Hawks should, um, if he's still on the table when um, the six pick comes around, they should jump on board for sure. Very good, Lee. I think they need someone to compliment Trey Young. So I, I was thinking a shooting guard or a, another guard. Um, Any so, names um, jumping off the page for I'm you. looking at the draft prospects right now. Maybe someone like, nah, because I don't keep up with the draft. I keep up with who's going top three. As we were saying before, a lot of publicity has gone towards the first three picks, so any picks after that is sort of less known. Mm. Would you want me to go, Lee, while you are mullered over? I mean, I don't need to mullet over. I'm just looking because I'm obviously not going to just spit my tongue and say some blabber, but... 
just a sh- I'd say sh- a guard to compliment Trey Young. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's the con- yeah, that's yeah, the kind of player. And there for. is a few players in the draft who could compliment him um, quite well. I reckon, like as as you guys said, a lot of the talk has been on the top three. And apart from that, like there's a lot of kind of not hate, but um, I guess the fact that this isn't a great draft this year. Mm. I think there's still quite a few hidden gems and quite a bit of talent. Agree. In the later. In the later picks, Tyrese Halliburton, Obi Topin, um, all these names I think will do quite well on their teams. Yep. But I've gone for the uh, six foot eight from Maccabi Tel Aviv in the Israeli league, yep. Denny Avidjar. Yes, yeah. I don't know if you pronounce um, it, but let's Advijar. go with it. We'll go with that. But um, I went for him due to the fact he's got such a well-rounded game. Yeah, for sure. Now, he's not someone that needs to initiate the offense, which is good with a team with Trey Young. He can do that, yet he can collect the boards. He can absorb contact at the ring, mm. at the rim, and finish strong. Um, the only thing I worry about is his shooting. He's thirty three percent from three this season. Yet, I think he still will be passable, and that will improve. Yeah, uh, he's able to handle the ball quite a lot, and can therefore hopefully deploy Trey Young off the ball a little bit more. Mm. I think which will help him in terms of fatigue and you know getting open looks. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is I'm worried about that he might be off the board already. I think he might go fourth or fifth. But so I'm, do I. I'm yeah. really hoping he holds on because um, I think he is someone, if they you know deploy him off the bench or in that starting lineup for a bit mm. or with the starting, I guess, group, yeah. uh, he will be able to be quite versatile. Yeah. Uh, so and a I'm, lot of those um, players from overseas, um, like I'm thinking N- Nikola Jokic, they um, weren't restricted to do one certain thing, and they tend yeah. to have a lot of flashy passes and um, a lot of different areas and strengths. And as we um, spoke about yeah. with say Lamelo, hey, how well he did playing against men this year. Yeah, mm. like he's not come out from playing against college kids. Yep. Um, likewise, here he's been playing in the Israeli. League and in the Euro League for a bit, he's yeah. well accustomed to playing against men, and it is a pretty a volatile league, I guess. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm super excited about this draft. Probably a lot more than other people. Yeah. I think there's, I think Killian Hayes is going to be a hell of a player. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of really up in the air. The whole who's going to go where? I think probably yeah. more so than any other year. I know there's talk Lamelo might slip to. Potentially out to fifth, or even a little bit more. Yeah. Um. In the last couple of weeks, his stocks have certainly diminished. Somewhat. Has this has this guy had comparisons to Jokic at all? The guy I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, Danny. Because I'm just reading here, it says, um, has the ball handling, creativity, and playmaking skills of a PG, best out of the pick and roll, excellent timing and vision, allowing every read. Uh, and pass in the book, allowing him to make every read and pass in the book. He Probably sounds a like Jokic. smaller Jokic, yeah. yeah he's so. known for his facilitating, isn't he? And I think if he's on the board, he'd be, a, yeah, I agree, he'd be a great pick. Um, so Trey Young isn't relied on as much to be the facilitator for that team because without Trey Young, they're in a bit of trouble. Well, that's it. All it takes is one injury and their yep. team's kaput like they were yep. last season. But I like that. I'll take that pick as well from you. <laughs> good, mate. <laughs> Jump good on mate. the coattail and Very good. we'll see how we go. Next question. From my man Taylor Walker. T-Walk. Tex. The big Texan. (laughs) Um, What team do you think will make the biggest change to their lineup this season? And who do you think will be the biggest trade? I'll kick us off. Good stuff. Um, The obvious one for the biggest change for mine is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, We look at this year and their their core will be changed um, coming into next season. We've got KD returning, which is already a massively new look in itself. And then Kyrie 
hopefully healthy alongside him is going to be um, interesting, um, particularly given they might also offload some of their key core players, like I'm talking Karis LeVert, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared, Jared Allen, Allen yep. um, for another third sort of star to complement KD and Kyrie. Um, so that is the team that sprung to mind immediately for me. Um, and then in terms of the biggest trade, there's a few big there's a few big ones that could could go down. As a Celtics fan, um, I've been looking into the um, idea of getting one of those elite big men. So I'm talking Rudy Gobert, yeah. uh, maybe even Miles Turner, um, and then in in exchange um, offloading Gordon Haywood. And I really don't want to get rid of him, but even Marcus Smart, Smart might be on the table yeah. as well. So that could be a fairly significant one. Um, and also another one that I might that I think might happen is Derek Rose might mm. make his way to a contending team. Um, what if he went to the Lakers? Oh, imagine! What if he went to the Lakers in exchange for someone like a Cole Kuzma? Um, you, yeah, obviously, I'd be prepared to, prepared to part ways. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, um, I do like Kuzo. Yeah, I, I think feel he's... like attached to him as he was the yeah, only one to sat... not get traded out of the Lonzos, the Josh Hart, Ingram. He was the last man standing. He's born to be in LA too, isn't he? Like, he's yeah, he loves everything. it. He he's loves got the it. connection to the all the um, Kardashians yeah. and Jenners and stuff. Derek Rose would be a big signing though. Yeah. I would like <laughs> that. I'm really conflicted now. Well, I'd take on D Rose. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, um, my trade, so he, Tex Walk, I mean T Walk, he asked for the um, biggest trade, didn't he? He did. I'd say it's not surprising, but the biggest and most impactful trade, I think, would be Giannis to the Heat. You um, think this that'll happen this season or next year in free, think, free agency? Oh, if it happened this season, that would yeah, be that unbelievable. Would be nuts. I think, I think I, it'll happen next season. Yeah, but that would be the biggest trade if it does happen. Yeah. Wow, imagine. <laughs> and then my lineup change is obviously going to be the Brooklyn Nets and um, the Golden State Warriors, but yep. I've took another round and I've said the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. And this is this is reliant on a lot of trades happening. Bud Hield obviously wants out. Yep. And then I also saw a trade of Bogdan and Harrison Barnes leaving for somewhere. So if that all happens Jesus. in a massive trade, they're yep. obviously going to have a new lineup. They do need to shake things up there in Sacramento. So, yeah, they could possibly have a have a fairly different lineup next season. Uh, my answers kind of tie into one with this. Yeah. And I've gone the Celtics. I think they'll make the biggest change to their team yep. for one that fact of getting um, a big centre. Mm. And I like, like Gobert was mentioned. Yeah. But I reckon Miles Turner yeah. is the guy just because he has that ability to shoot threes as well. Yep. Spreads which, the floor. Yeah. Spreads the floor. Um, and enables those crafty players like Kim to get in, drive yep. to the drive to the bucket for sure. Um, so I think. You know, Haywood could be on the on the card out, smart potentially. Speaking of which, Haywood wants out, according to a guy called Ryan. Uh, this is off the top of my head, Ryan Rosillo or something. <laughs> yeah, sounds I like a, I went to his Instagram. He had about ten k followers, so it wasn't too reliable. But Jesus, you've cut me off to tell me that. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. but he wants out. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there has been talk of that and rumblings. Yeah. Um, I also think the big change could be OKC. Mm. With the fact they go into a complete rebuild, lose Gallinari, lose Paul, um, just offload it all, start from scratch, build around Shea, Dort, yeah. even Schroeder. Schroeder. Um, well, he could be. He's potentially candidate for mm-hmm. getting the chop too. Yeah, um, I think many a team would like him off the bench, mm-hmm. and just building around those young guys and the mm-hmm. draft picks they have. That uh, yep. plentiful to say the least. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Great question though. Thanks, T Walk. Okay, from. My man, Max Bevis. Now, 
I went to school with with Max. We mm-hmm. had many a, many a battle in the table tennis tables. Yeah. Um, Who so came out victorious more often than not? He's going to be shaking his head when he hears this, but when it when it mattered most, when the lights were on brightest in the uh, the tournament, I I got over the top of him. You're you're so a clutch performer, aren't you? Nick? I am. Yep, diamonds are made under pressure, as you know, Ro. But um, great question from him here. He asks, dark horse chip team next season. Yeah, I'll kick us off. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go one that's a dark horse. I'm going to go one that's a completely midnight sky horse. Like they <laughs> yeah, are. yeah, okay. okay. We so, might have the same one. So I've got, I'm thinking Dallas. Uh, yeah. now, mine's mine's uh, bloody black hole horse if that's midnight horse. Oh, no, that's that's just the dark horse. Oh, okay. 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 But yeah. I think, uh, as I said, I think Luca can be a top three player and potential MVP. Yeah. And if any team that has that calibre of player is a force to be reckoned with, especially yeah. if KP um, can stay on the court. And these role players they've got, Hardaway, Curry, um, all contribute as they did this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I think they, as we said, they were a real chance to beat the Clippers. So I think yep. watch mm-hmm. out for them. Yep. Okay. Here's, the, here's the one. Midnight okay. horse. Drum roll, please. Do we have the same one? Um, I think the Wizards. Oh, Nick. all right. Now this Nick. is very. I'll bear with me. Good one. Bear no, with I, me. I like this one already. Now, okay. if Wall can come back and be, he's not going to be that. The player, the athlete, he was, no. but I think if he's um, sixty to seventy percent of what he was, it's going to be huge having him and Bill leading the team. Yeah. The key though is they re-sign Bertans. He's a mm, must. Yeah. And that they need to acquire a, a Thomas Bryant. I don't think is the guy. We've spoken no. about Demarcus Cousins, Bulk, yeah. and I think it kind of relies on having him. Like if they could get Cousins and he is healthy and plays the role that we know he can. Yeah. I yeah. think having Bertans, Cousins, Wall, and Bill. Could really make them a bit of a threat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dark. Going dark. So boogie. Who else is like on the radar that you'd like to see there? Uh, who would I like to see there? They. I ne- I need to. I don't think they've got a whole lot of money because it's all tied <laughs> up don't. in forty plus million for John yeah, Wall. Yes, um, yeah. But like, if you're looking at, I'd love to have someone like a Derek Rose, someone a mm. little more veteran leadership, um, someone who can come off the bench and really carry what is a somewhat weak. Yeah. Bench lineup. We've got Napier. We've got. Are you Olga. happier with Rui um, in that? Rui needs to develop. That's another key aspect to yeah. this. But I, th- I think there's a pathway there. If the, every everything Good. needs to mm. click, though, I love that yeah. one. Everything needs to. click. Reckon D Rose wants to head down to no, the capital well, in his I twilight. Really <laughs> imagine so. No. That's wishful thinking. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to? Yeah. Go? I didn't have a dark horse. I had a bloody black hole. Actually, it's not even black hole. It's probably a midnight horse. Okay. Um, but I'll have my dark horses. Um, Portland. Um, okay. I reckon they. Did could... you say it's black hole? Like no dark. No, this dark is just horse. my dark, and okay, then I'll gotcha. go midnight. Gotcha. So Portland is my dark horse. I think they could do some trouble. I think they'd need to probably say goodbye to CJ and get someone else in. I think they'd need to make a couple roster changes because what mm. they had this year was good, but it didn't quite click. Bring Carmelo back? Yeah, definitely bring Melo so. back. Yeah. Um, I love him there. Get rid of... Um, They'll have a razor back. No, get rid of a razor. Get rid I hate of him. Not a I hate him ever since he pushed Trey Young for nutmegging him. Okay. Yeah. Don't hold grudges fair. or anything, man. <laughs> but my, <laughs> my, um, my uh, midnight horse is the Phoenix Suns. Okay, um, yeah. I think they would 
um, need another piece to complement D-Book, though. They're not doing it so with the lineup. So that's the part he has to stay. He's not going to Minnesota. D-Book he's... definitely has to stay, yeah. and they need more. Yeah. They need just, I think, one more piece. And then Aiton will obviously um, develop this year. We we forget that he... We don't forget. I don't forget that he had that 25-game suspension, which if he didn't, they probably... They would have been in the eight. They would have got up It could be the difference, can't it? Portland. Yeah, yeah good um, I, I like that. Rubio, he's one of my favourite facilitators yep. in the game. Um, Kelly think, Oubre Jr., he's a yeah, good-looking yeah. roaster. Indeed. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's no denying good. it. Yeah. Um, uh, from you, Ro. I'm pretty aligned with you. Um, I think Dallas could be one who surprise a few people next year. Um, Luca's going to naturally develop, and hopefully if Porzingis stays on the court, um, you know, that's going to be a dangerous duo. And I think that all, whole organisation from the top down is just run perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I think now that they have some absolute, um, you know, superstar players, um they're going to contend for a championship very soon. If it's not next year, I think it's the year after. Um, I haven't actually got a midnight horse. No, I um, fine, one. Yeah. fine one, though. A midnight horse. That's a, that's a good question. Um, out of the ballpark. Maybe, maybe someone like a... You know what? I probably would have gone with you, Lee. Um, yeah. the, the Phoenix Suns. Devin, mm. Devin Booker um, is... An elite talent, and if he can, um, you know, continue to um, progress in an upwards direction, uh, like I'm trying to justify it as best as I, I yeah, can. But um, like I said, they need just one more. Pl- they do. They, they are just that piece away, yeah. aren't they? From we, really, we saw what they can do in the bubble, and I think that's a that could be a um, stepping stone to a really to impressive season. Yeah, exactly right. Do you reckon they can? They will make the eight next year. Uh, it all depends. We need really need to wait till trade season. Well, that's it. There's mm-hmm. so much that could happen. But if you rattle through it quickly, you're going to have the Lakers. Yeah. You're going to have the Clippers. You're going to have Golden State. You're going to have Dallas. Dallas Denver. Around there. Denver. I don't Houston. know. If, I don't know Houston. if Rockets will be. You don't. Are you, they might be. Um, or OKC. Okay, I'll put them in there. OKC okay, aren't. I don't reckon. You don't. Reckon? Uh, no. I don't think Memphis will. Pelicans potentially. Uh, Suns potentially, Utah. Timberwolves potentially, Utah. Did we say Denver and yeah. Portland? Den- they're they're well, so stacked. We've rattled off the whole <laughs> conference, really. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's we, be tough. we look at the teams who finished above them this year. Memphis, I think they'll be overtaking Memphis yeah, next season. Yeah, I would imagine so. I um, think they were a bit of an outlier this year. They yeah, agree. really, I guess, surpassed expectations. I think they might just slip into the eight. The old um, Phoenix Suns. Hope so. I'd like yeah. to see them there. Yeah. <laughs> Great question, though. Thank you for that one. Bev. Maxi. All right. Question from Slick Rick. Oh, uh, Rick. Shout Rick. out, Slick. Haven't heard from Slick in a while. There uh, we go. Where do you think slash want Drew Holiday to go? Do you want me to kick us yeah. off? Yeah, kick starters. I'd love to see him over at um, Brooklyn um, yep. Yep. alongside uh, Kyrie Irving in the backcourt. Um, and then they'd uh, be able to send a couple young guns like Levert and Allen over to New Orleans to um, just contribute to that young rebuild. Probably got the best package, don't they? Yeah, offer. yeah. yeah. and um, we were talking about like players like Levert, obviously not, not having to do as much um, this coming season. But if he was sent over to the Pelicans, um, he'd, he'd have... Mm. Um, It'd be electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Drew Holiday isn't too bowl dominant, so he wouldn't be taking a lot away from... No, if they got Allen over at the Pelicans having a... Because what have they got? They're running Derek Favors at centre at the minute. Not ideal. I would much rather have Jared Allen. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. that's my Jackson own. Hayes isn't quite there yet. No, no. Could learn behind Allen, which would be good. Yeah. Um, for me, 
I think Miami's also been rumoured, a yeah. potential yeah. destination. Yet the one I would like to see is him at Denver. There we go. Okay. Alongside Jokic and Murray, get rid of Harris, Barton. Uh, I think they've got the pieces to make it happen. Yeah. Yep. I think he would just be a perfect complementary piece, please, a piece <laughs> to add alongside this team that's really, uh, if they add him, could make some waves next mm, season. Yep, yep. Um, I've got a bit of an unpopular opinion, um, to be are. honest. I actually would prefer him to stay yeah, at the okay. Pelicans. Yep. Um, I think with this up-and-coming young roster, I think he's the perfect type of player to not take attention away from, you know, we look at Zion and Brandon Ingram, but he's also going to help them enormously in their development. Um, he's one of the most under- underrated players in the league, and I would love him to stay. In saying that, I think he might be off to the Brooklyn Nets, as we were mentioning mm-hmm. God, before. I hope so. Um, Brooklyn Nets have the most valuable assets that they can provide in exchange for him. And I think um, it's going to be an offer which will be too hard to refuse for, for the Pelicans. They'll get some quality players in return. So I'm I'm definitely expecting him to go to the Nets. I like that from what you've just said, like Stain. I'd like to see him stay. Yeah, I think yeah. they need that defensive stopper like and that ultimate teammate, someone, mm, as you said, who's do. not going to steal away from Zion, Ingram, Lonzo. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. God, I'm excited to see the Pelicans next year, though. Full year Zion, bring it yeah. on. Not even that. I just love watching them. Like, I always forget about yeah. Brandon Ingram. Like, I, I can't wait to see how he develops. Agreed. We've got two questions to go, fellas. Okay. Um, here's a quick one from Jackie B. Okay. <laughs> he asks, how are you, fellas? <laughs> Oh, we love the hard-hitting questions, don't we? <laughs> we'll dig deep on this one. Jeez, uh, it's a tough one to answer, actually. I'm well. I'm well. And why? Um, well, we've got, we're going to uh, hold off. We've got, um, I was going to say this at the end of the show, but in the next week or so, yeah. maybe week to two mm. weeks, maybe week, we've got some very exciting news for the Big podcast news. coming. Jeez, you're cryptic, Nick. I am, I am. I like to, uh, you know, get the mind working, but um, we've had... Some pretty exciting developments, you could say, in the yep. last week. So we can't wait to share them with you guys. And yep. I think it'll excite the listeners as well. Yep. Um, it's exciting for us, but it should be exciting for you guys. So, yeah, yeah all things considered, Jack, I'm pretty well, mate. I'm right. with you, Nick. I'm with you. It's exciting times and, and we'll um, reveal why fairly shortly. Indeed. Yeah. And Are I'm, you well, Nick? I'm well as well. And I just want to say congrats to Jackie B's um, acquired a full-time job as a has Tyler. He, oh, has he well really? Done. Well, Jeez. good on him. Well done, mate. Getting to the workforce. It's exciting. Yeah, Look at that. You're the trendsetter, lady. Yeah, you saw me and you went, geez, I need to get on. <laughs> as, as a Tyler. Yeah. There you go. You don't Apprentice, hear many Tylers, yeah. do you? Good stuff. Well good done, Jack. Uh, last question from Guz underscore sports underscore talk. He asks, who do you have going number one in the draft? Mm. Now, do you want me to take this? Yeah, I'll take this it. one first. Uh it's a great question because, as we said just before, the draft this year from you know one to thirty, it could go in any order. It's really up yep. in the air, and it's whatever franchise that you know what they need, what they kind of think, and want to base their future on. Mm. Uh, my pick, though, on the sense that Minnesota have the number one pick, I think they'll go with Anthony Edwards. Yep. I don't think they'll go with what. Well, Wiseman's blatantly come out and said he doesn't want to go there, <laughs> um, and he's kind of kind of void with the fact that. Towns is there. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they'll go Lamelo. So I think Edwards is the next kind of – well, he's, he's the consensus probably pick. He's and the logical choice. He's the logical choice. They need a capable yeah. forward, yeah. Um, someone who can, you know, develop alongside Russell and Towns. Mm. Um, and I just think that, you know, Lamelo's not going to go there, is he? No, uh, I don't think it, so. It's kind of a draft for, from all accounts, you know, it's often – Take the next, the best player available, whether yeah. they fit or not. Just take the best player. 
Um, so, yeah, my pick, Anthony Edwards. I watched a lot of Anthony Edwards playing college ball, and, geez, the Minnesota would, the Minnesota Timberwolves would be lucky to have him. He's, yep. he's going to be a a um, yeah a huge threat to the rest of the league over the next five to ten years. Um, so I'm, I'm in, these, in the same boat. My answer's short but sweet. I'd be going Anthony Edwards. And I'll mimic that unless um, the Timberwolves trade that number one spot. Well, that's just which is... They could do Booker yeah. potentially, yeah. and then if you just in a hypothetical situation, if that were the case, well, who would the Suns the take? Suns. Um, well, they've got. They don't, they need, don't Wiseman. need They don't need Wiseman. Mate, I think they'd go Lamelo. You reckon? Yeah. Mm, that's an interesting oh. one. Yeah, I'm going L A. Yeah, Lamelo or Edwards again. Yeah. Um, I think you got to take Edwards. He's, yeah, I think, I think he's the best player in the draft. I think so yeah. too. Yeah, but I am, you know. Really excited. I think there are quite a, quite, you know, quite a lot of talent. Yeah, it's been. Who has number two? It's is it Golden State? It is Golden oh State. So it looks well. I think Lamelo Ball will go number two personally. I think he will progress really well under um, uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. You're, I'd be taking Wiseman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they potentially might. I think it's a throw up between those two. Because who's their centre, Looney, at the minute? I'd want yeah. Wiseman, yeah. unless they decide to trade it and get a bigger name player. But I would. That is, if I was Golden State, I'd take that's Wiseman. That's so unfair. They have the second pick on us. We've got <laughs> the Hornets as number three. Uh, How crazy is this year? It might be the first year in a in a long time, maybe ever, that the first and second pick is traded to another team. Imagine that. It's and almost unprecedented. I know there was. Um, I was listening to a few podcasts the other day on the Ringer Network. Shout out, um, and they were saying how it's such. I, like, everyone's low on this year's draft. Yeah. And they were just saying it's just so, so sad if you're a Minnesota fan that this is the year you get the number one pick. Mm. But so I th- pessimistic. I think, I think there is talent in it. Yeah. Um, I think some of the players will really contribute from the word go, and yeah. I'm looking forward to it. When, you, what are if, we, two weeks away from the draft? Yeah. 22nd? Yeah, it's not too far away. You need to be optimistic about it. And if the um, Timberwolves, which I don't think they do, if they had that mindset um, for a new number one coming into the roster, I don't think it's a good good look. What do you do with Lemons, Lee? Uh, what is that? Make lemonade. lemonade. <laughs> I was about to say squeezer. <laughs> make lemonade. But, um, <laughs> I haven't heard that in that long. Uh, well, that, what a wise head. That, I guess, concludes our mailbag section. A big shout out and thank you to everyone that sent questions in. Yeah. I know we loved tackling all of these. Yeah. Um, as we said, continue to send them in whenever with whatever you want us to discuss. We'll, yeah. um, we'll no doubt have another mailbag episode in the coming weeks, month or two. But in the meantime, continue to send them in. We can uh, sprinkle them in here and there in our weekly episodes. Um, as well, continue to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast, as well as staying up to date with all of our socials on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Fellas, did you enjoy that? I did. I think our mailbag um, episodes are some of our favourites. Mm. Nothing, Nothing's, um, you know, outside of the limits. So, yeah, very, very much appreciate everyone who sent sent those questions in. Absolutely, guys. Lee, anything you would like to add? Just before I do, you're not going to cut me off? I'm just, I'm just quickly thinking, is there anything I need to add? Um, I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah you're good okay. to go. Big news coming. Um, 
learn the works with uh, a lot of stuff. Um, but no, that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, yeah very exciting times, isn't it? We're, I know we're all we're all pretty electric at the moment because we know what's in, in the works and what what the plan is going forward. And um, yeah, I think um, I think it's yeah, it's going uh, yeah, exactly right. Only going to be up from here. Absolutely, guys. A lot to look forward to. We can't wait to reveal uh, what's coming shortly. So keep up to date with the socials, and you uh, you'll know as soon as it drops. In the meantime, we look forward to talking to you all next week. Love you, bye. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they know. That was all the time, it ain't no Roma City news. We gon' make it drop, 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 time.